To episode 13 of Badass Boomer Babes, a feel-good comedy podcast for women of all ages. I'm your host, Patty Forehand, and our babes have returned. My co-hosts are back this week, so we have Hannah and Grace joining us today, which is very exciting because we have an episode on giving birth those stories about having babies so hopefully you'll get a chuckle out of these um let's start here i'll do it again (laughs) no it's fine all right so hannah (laughs) Hannah, why don't you tell us your story about giving birth okay um well i was really adamant about not having anyone in the room with me while i was giving birth really like i mean my husband was deployed um, at the time. And so my mom, you know, you were there, but I didn't want you down there. I wanted you up, you know, next to my face. That was okay. Yeah. I knew you were, you were really into the whole idea of being in there while I was giving birth, which was fine, but I didn't <laughs> want, <laughs> I didn't want you, you seeing the act. I don't know. I was, just, I was 20 years old, you know? So I was, I was just yeah. very anyway. So, um, I feel like every step of the way I had student nurses or student doctors or student whatever that was like trailing along with the people that were visiting me and like making sure I was okay, checking in on me. Um, and so when that bitch broke my water, cause <laughs> I'm t- I hate her still. She always is like, you'll love me one day. You hate me now, but you'll love me. And I was like, no, I hate you. <laughs> I'm always gonna hate you because that hurt so bad. And she was so mean to me too. She was like, "You need to sit still." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, okay. You get a hook thrown into your vagina and let's see how still you are." <laughs> it hurts so bad. Anyways, so <laughs> so um, after that, my my labor was pretty quick. And, um, after I got my epidural, which by the way, there was a like student epidural person too. They came in and she was describing everything that was going on. And she was telling me like, if you prick in between these spinal cords, you could like, um, make someone, you know, go paralyzed or whatever. And I was like, (laughs) being alone, I was just like, uh, it's a little scary. Can you just prick me so I can go back to normal (laughs) and people can be back in my room again. And so she finally did it and it worked wonders. And I fell asleep because I had been up all night. And, um, then I woke up to everyone yelling at me and telling me that I was giving birth, that I was crowning. And that was really scary because first I hey, just wanted hey, to, I do want to stop you there, Hannah, because I want to say I was in the room with your 80 <laughs> something year old grandmother 
And they told us while she's sleeping, watch that monitor. And if the contractions get close, if you see that beep, that blip thing that goes up and up whenever you're having contraction, that line goes up really weird. Then if it gets closer and closer, that means you're closer to giving birth. And so I wasn't really paying attention to it because I thought it would take a long time. But your grandmother saw the contractions getting closer. And she is the one that said, I think Hannah's about to have her baby. And so we got somebody in there to check. And yes, you were crowning. Yeah, I was crowning. It was the nurse that came And let me just tell you how rude of a waking that is. Okay. Like I was peacefully (laughs) finally asleep after not sleeping for like 24 hours, like, and not sleeping again for another freaking 18 months, by the way, what the hell's up with that? Anyways. So I was (laughs) sleeping like so peacefully. And then everyone's like, get up, get up, get up. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, rude. (laughs) 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 Like, just because I'm birthing out a human doesn't mean you got to bark orders at me. <laughs> uh, and so, so like the nurse was yelling at my mom and like my mom said, my Nana Betty was there who was, you know, 80 something at the time. She was, she's was a tiny woman. Okay. She was like very short, not very, very short, probably the same height as you mom, but you know, short and tiny, frail looking woman, you know, like She's just, she was such a sweet little woman, right? (laughs) (laughs) My leg was dead because, you know, I had no feeling in it. And she, it's like, the nurse was like, you take that leg and you take that leg. So my mom was holding one leg and my Nana Betty, who was so little, was holding my other leg. And I was so scared because she was like, you could see, she was like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was because the doctor wasn't in there and the nurse was frantic because she was trying to call the doctor in there and she knew because the head, Gracie's head was coming out that, um, well, I didn't need to know that you knew that. So you had to have your knees up and, you know, in those stirrups and you couldn't get them up. So we were, yeah, I mean, really though, horses horses give birth just walking around, you know, like I feel like she'd been (laughs) fine. She, she would have been okay. Like, she was just falling out. Anyways, so they throw my legs up. And then, so I'm already like, well, this fucking sucks. Cause I didn't want anyone down there. And now like my mom and my Nana Betty are witnessing me. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I know that P- I was like, I know that people are like the magic of childbirth, but I'm going to tell you, I remember watching the childbirth video in anatomy. And I was like, I had no idea people could shit while they gave birth. And I was just so <laughs> self I was like self-conscious because I was like, I'm probably going to shit. While I birth. <laughs> traumatizing. I was like, I don't want these people seeing that. I have to live with them. I have to look at them. Well, <laughs> so nobody was paying then, attention to that though. We were well then comes the doctor and the doctor has trailing like what 28 freaking nursing students. Yeah. Like, and, and a at whole... that point, I thought we would be able to stop holding your legs, but we still had to continue holding your legs. Yeah y'all held the legs the entire time. But I remember uh-huh. all these all these people came in all of them like 28 
like yeah. 28 freaking nursing students. And I was just thinking like, and then the doctor was like, is it okay? And I was like, is it okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm actively giving birth. They're already in here. They already witnessed and nothing is covering me. <laughs> and then there was one male nursing student in there and he was holding my eyes the entire time. What a gentleman, by the way. Like, I was just like, I was like, yeah, you and I were going to lock eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he was like staring at my soul. <laughs> he was, if he wasn't looking in my eyes, he was looking at the floor. He was like pretending to write shit on the paper. I was like, <laughs> what, what a gentleman, what a little fresh face, like 19 year old. Well, I mean, I was 20 at the time, but you know, I don't know. He was just very sweet. I thought that that was very nice of him to like avert his gaze. <laughs> but, so yeah, Gracie popped out and I, oh, wait, we forgot this. Uh, um, the, so Cody was deployed and, um, I was supposed to FaceTime him or whatever back then Skype, um, him while I gave birth, but, um, like we couldn't get it, the video working. And so this nursing student was just holding the laptop up next to my face oh my while, <laughs> but it was just audio. So Cody was like, speaking in front of me, my Nana Betty, my mom, like 28 nursing students, the doctor who I still hate. And (laughs) (laughs) he's just like, is everything okay? Because I guess normally people scream really loud when they're giving birth. Well, (laughs) well, too, we were all like, everybody was like, push, 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 push. And then like you push and then we'd all get silent and he would go, um, and it's really hard to figure out what the hell to push while you're like, you can't feel anything. I'm like, what am I pushing? Yeah. Your, your audio. Yeah. Your audio is cutting out. Now I can hear you. Yeah, going in and out, but uh, I can hear me now. No, no. You hear me? Yeah, now I can. Why don't you tell about who else okay. walked in? Um, well, after Gracie came popping out, which by the way, that child was loud, even the ner- <laughs> like, I thought she was broken. I was like, Is she supposed to be that loud? Can you hear me? Okay, I was like, like, who are all these damn people? (laughs) I know. And then they were, well, one of the nurses was like, she is one of the loudest babies I have ever heard. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Really was. I'm telling you, like, ear piercing loud. (laughs) God, yeah. So they plopped her on me, which, you know, they're gooey when they come out. Like, no one warned (laughs) you that. Um, And then. It's like, this is so beautiful. Clean her. (laughs) You know, my Nana Betty was in the background screaming, get that baby on the booth. Get (laughs) and then my father-in-law walks in at when my legs are still wide in the air. And like the ladies like sewing me up down there. They were stitching me up. And my father-in-law walks in, he like looks right at me and then walks out. Like he turns, like just boop, like 180 so fast. And he just walks out. And I was like, that's cool. (laughs) 
Like, I, I remember telling my husband later, I was like, this is why you can't fucking leave me. <laughs> because no one listens to the mom. No one. <laughs> they don't give a shit what I want. <laughs> I think but, it happens. So like if you, they expected it to take hours and hours for your labor to progress from where it was. Cause you were only like two or three centimeters when they break your water and they just expected it to go a little slower. And it was like within an hour and a half, two hours. Right. I mean, it was fast. It was like, I don't know. I was asleep. And that's the whole thing. You, it's funny that you slept through all of that because your contractions were wild and you were just so fine. Well, I held out for the epidural. Yeah. you. I held out for the epidural pretty long because I, because they kept telling me, I, somebody told me, that if you get the epidural too soon that you can't get it again or something like, yeah. So I was like hell bent. I was like, I'll take these damn horrible contractions, but I'm not taking the freaking tearing. I'm not feeling that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, so, it was, it was, I was a quick snip. She did a snip and that was, ew, I didn't want to like, know that. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I was that. like, Oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, it was just like, and then Gracie popped out. <laughs> Gracie just <laughs> slithered on out and she was jaundiced. They said that she had to sit under the damn window. It's probably my fault because I took the gummy vitamins instead of taking prenatals. <laughs> I'm taking that horse bill shit. Yeah, and they didn't have iron in them, which was a no no, apparently. <laughs> well, Gracie was absolutely beautiful. She really was. Absolutely. She was. She and, you know, it's it was an amazing birth. And it was really fairly easy. I mean, I mean, um, those contractions really birth. weren't, I mean, yeah, the birth part, I guess was easy, but I know you always say that, like you've always told me you had such an easy birth, but might I remind everybody that both of my kidneys were so swollen through my entire pregnancy that they were oh like worried about it bursting any minute. And they kept giving me blood tests every week and ultrasounds every two weeks. And, you know, yeah, yeah I deserve so that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I deserve that somewhat easy birth. You did. You did. You did. Oh. Well, is there anything else you want to add about the birth of Gracie? No, not really. She's perfect. She mm-hmm. is. She is. It's amazing how quickly you kind of forget and put aside all the pain and all the whatever once that baby is out and in your arms, at least that's the way I felt, you know, it's like, you just kind of, oh, well, all right. So Grace, do you want to tell about the a birth? Mine, mine was a little traumatic. <laughs> um, I was oh, no. on my 36 week, I guess, like Ethan was fine, but all of a sudden at my 36 um, checkup, like he was, we found that he was breached. So the doctor was like, oh, there's this thing. I forgot what it was called, virgin or something. There's just a procedure that they could turn the baby. And I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't think too much about it because she told me kind of like casually too. So, and she definitely recommend doing like natural birth and C-section. So me and my husband were like, of course, like we definitely, we scheduled it for the next day. And then my mom arrived the same day and then we went to the hospital together and then like I didn't know they're gonna like 
turning the baby was going to be so like like traumatic like two doctors were like pushing from the top of the bed like pushing my stomach down to turn that fucking baby oh, and I was God. like I was like in so much pain and like crying constantly and um like after I don't even know how many hours they finally like the both doctors were like like soaked in like sweat from like trying to turn my stomach and oh my god my stomach was huge too because I ate a lot but then like like they finally got to turn him like the one doctor wanted to give up but the other doctor was like no no we could do it we could do it like she was like so stubborn and then finally they did it and then I was but then like Ethan's heart was kind of like dropping so they were like worried like I, I forgot what was the problem with the heart but they said they think I should go into um labor and I was on only on my 36 weeks so I guess my bones weren't opened up yet so they had to put a balloon inside to open my pelvic bone oh and, grace and that was like lord so like know. medieval torture device I know I was like fucking like oh I was like balloon I don't even know what kind of rubber shit they put in, but then like, um, what kind of circus shit is that? <laughs> I know. Like, okay, I'm not. I really haven't heard of that. I mean, I didn't even know that they manipulated the baby manually like that to get the baby to turn. I don't that know. Is- it was at a military hospital. I don't know if it's a mil- It was Tripler, <laughs> but anyways, um, after all that, like all night, they were trying. They finally got me like opened up and. When they finally did, um, Ethan's hand came out. So I had to go through an uh, emergency C-section right away because they say yeah. that's very dangerous. So I was like, oh my God, are you serious? Like after all that, like there's no way I could just have a natural birth. Like I went through all this Aww. shit for nothing, you know? And they were like, no, no, we have to do the surgery now. So I was like, okay. And then the doctor was like, because I was in um, epidural for so long, because it was like already a day past, they were like, we have to, we could only give you 75% of the epidural during the C-section. Oh my I was like, God. Oh, I was like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like my, my stomach was already like all bruised. Like, and I was like, what do you mean? And then like, they were like, don't worry. You're still not going to feel it. Don't worry. But then I fucking felt it. <laughs> like yeah. I was grinding my teeth so hard. Like after the birth, like the labor, I had to, pulled two of my teeth because they were like you know shaking and everything i have an implant now but anyway so i was grinding my teeth like crazy and then like finally the baby came out and then i was in so much pain like and doctor asked jay to cut the umbilical cord and he was like kind of scared i was like just fucking cut the fucking cord (laughs) 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 i was in so much pain and then they were like asking the dad to go take the baby out and i was like crying i was like don't fucking leave me here alone because i was like in so much pain even after the baby i guess when they were stitching me up i don't know what was going on down there but i was in just like crazy pain and then i also had like 10 15 i don't know interns or whatever they were like watching the whole thing too and oh my god i don't know like i don't know if it's like a military deal i don't know but i had a horrible horrible experience and i'm sorry um, i'm so surprised you had another one after that i know so i was gonna say i i I mean i was also going through like um depression so the postpartum depression that's why i think i got it really bad because i was like it was my first move 
with no friends and family either. And my mom just arrived from Korea. She was like, what the hell is going on? Like she didn't even unpack it. And then I have a baby all of a sudden because we, we yeah. still had a month. But um, she wanted to enjoy Hawaii a little bit, but she didn't get to enjoy anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she did, though. She just had a yeah. baby. <laughs> she was she was frightened. I never saw my mom's face like that. Like she was, she says she felt the most like helpless. Like she yeah, couldn't you feel do anything. Powerless. That's how I yeah. feel about Hannah because you know I, there's you don't have any. Well, I didn't know like what mm-hmm. I could help with or or what I could say no to or how I could help her. And it doesn't make you feel powerless because you feel like, oh, my gosh, I can't help my daughter. And that's oh. your child. I mean, that's her child having a, a baby, even though you're a grown woman, you're still her child. So yeah. it's like your heart is breaking for the pain that your child's going through. Yeah. And you could have been like, I mean, there could have been a much worse scenario ending in that, you know, the way that they handled your body. Yeah. It, I think for yeah. me, instead of the, the, where they cut, like the bruises were more like a pain for me. My, my whole stomach was all bruised up from them pushing down so much. Oh my but, God. Yeah, and then the shitty thing is, is they cut you open anyways. So like yeah. that, I would have <laughs> yeah. been pissed. And then like, the next day, you're, yeah, you're- the, Doctor Your body like, had a trauma, is what it had. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, was I had nightmares physically. So, and like, my postpartum depression went on for a long time, and like Jay was going through a hard time because, like, he he's like not used to like being a dad, and he, all of a sudden he had to take care of me too. So yeah, but I mean, this when I was pregnant. With my second, that was an accident because we had no furniture on our second move to Kentucky. Is <laughs> <laughs> that, that the stairs? <laughs> yeah, that was the staircase, baby. That was Aww. definitely an unplanned and accident. But then um, they asked me if I want to, I could, I could still try for a natural birth. I was like, hell fucking no. I'm going to do a scheduled C-section no matter what. And I did it and it was a brie. Like, second yeah. one was like, I, I didn't know C-section was so like easy. <laughs> See, I don't, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like the C-section is like a major surgery. I mean, I've never had a C-section, so I can't really compare the two, but I just feel like with Gracie, when I had her naturally, it was like, yeah, my vagina hurt for a little bit there, (laughs) but it wasn't like, it wasn't like such an excruciating pain that it like, you know, I could walk around, you know, just fine. Like Mm -hmm. I could sit just fine. I could, you know, like do main, like the majority of my tasks just perfectly fine. Like there was no problem. And I hear that C-sections, you actually need like a recovery time. Don't you, before you can even pick the baby up or maybe it's not the baby. Maybe it's like before you can do certain things. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. If she's comparing it to like what she went to. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> First I mean, time. 100%. Yeah. And even, I mean, that's all she knows. Cause that's all she Yeah, knows. I guess and that's true. I just, I always um, hear about the C-section mamas and I'm always like, you guys are tough as shit. <laughs> I, just, I, I yeah. just, and now hearing yours even more, I'm just like, yeah, you're tough as shit, man. Like you're tough as nails. Like that is, that's a whole nother world right there. I think the second one was okay because it was scheduled and um, yeah. they yeah. give you a completely different shot. So it's like completely like one shot and it just numbs you down. But the epidural, like, 
I don't think that was. And you're prepared for it. Yeah. Mentally, you're prepared for it. Yeah. I never heard your birth story. That is just, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. Like, I think I just couldn't even talk about it. It took me a while to like, like not even have nightmares. I was constantly getting nightmares and Jay was really worried. Well, it was almost like you were beat up, you know, it was like you were attacked almost because I could First of it all, sounded medieval, like torture. Woman, yeah, as a yeah. pregnant woman, you're very, very, you know, protective of your belly anyway. I mean, that's yeah. just a natural reaction. And to have two men over there just pushing it and pushing it and doing this and do it. I mean, that would have freaked me out. I remember I had to get like a, a gynecological exam um, when I was carrying Hannah because they, I had a little bit of bleeding. So he wanted to do the exam. And I remember I was terrified. You've got this emotional response because you think they're going to hurt your baby. Yeah, they did. They poked my eye out. They're going to cause a miscarriage or something. So it's (laughs) fear. You've got all that, you know, hormones pumping out of fear and everything, adrenaline going and and then they're doing that and it's painful so yeah. i mean that was nothing compared to you having your belly manipulated that is just i could not imagine that oh lord have mercy i, didn't, when, I, I just mean, wish they told me it's gonna hurt that much like yeah i had no clue it'll hurt that i much. feel like doctors know better than to say that because like <laughs> That's what that lady told me. She was like, you're going to hate me a little bit, but I feel like it's, it's really not that bad. And you're going to love me as soon as it's over. And I was just like, okay, whatever. And you know, she broke my water and it hurt like shit. Like, oh my gosh, it was like the worst pain. So yeah, Hannah, Hannah had not Sorry, my dog was drinking water. any, any problems or any kind of complaints through the whole thing except for that breaking of her water and yeah i'm man, still mad about that, that doctor out when that i did i was not in front of her but when you pretty sure i yelled at her too yeah. <laughs> i was like what because she was saying well i remember her talking about it like when they induced me at first and she was like we might have to break your water and if we do it's a pretty you know common you know, procedure, which it is a really common procedure. Um, you know, nothing like literally turning your child around in your belly. That's not mm-hmm. a common, I don't think, but I mean, maybe it is, but <laughs> the, <laughs> the breaking of the water is like super common. So I'm complaining about nothing compared to yours, but I just remember thinking like, okay, I won't be nervous. <laughs> and she well, did it. And I was like, I was like, you lied to me. <laughs> That's what I told oh, her. Man. I remember. It's <laughs> one of those feelings again where you're just not prepared for it when yeah. it happens. It's like, you know, what the hell did you just do to me? Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like no said, wonder your mom was freaking out because, like, you yeah. see your child in that kind of like they're yeah. literally torturing you. Like, what are you supposed to do? I, I don't know. And she couldn't speak English that well. So she felt oh, even more like even helpless. Like, she wanted to say something to the doctors. Like, you shouldn't do it like that or yeah. whatever but she couldn't say anything and she was just so scared but like what made me cry the most was like my mom was like i'm glad you have a son so you don't have to go through what i went through and i was oh. like oh. <laughs> like yeah, she doesn't it's... talk anything like she doesn't say any like sweet stuff like that so that was the first time she said something emotional i was like oh, oh thank god you. grace you poor thing jeez louise well, Grace, well, I'm you good. know how you said that you went through kind of the postpartum depression and the fact that that when you, you know, took your baby home, it's like you didn't 
y'all really didn't know what to do. I think that's like a, I think that happens with a lot of people. Cause I know with both of mine, it's like, mm -hmm. especially with my first one, when they said it's time to leave, you know, mm -hmm. the hospital and yeah. they hand you that baby and you go, this is not like the movies. I mean, in the movies, it's like, or at least when I was growing up, it was like expected mothers when they have babies, they came home to like, you know, just a normal sleep all night. People take care of the babies. You mm -hmm. learn, you know, how to take care of them by others. And then that's not reality. I mean, hopefully like a parent can help you. Maybe your mom can help you or whatever. Mine did a little bit, but you, you just, you're going, how the hell am I, but I don't, I don't know how to do this. I've never had a baby. And it's scary because you're keeping that child alive. And you, have yeah. to make sure that child, you know, it's, it's, it's scary as hell. That was the most terrifying moment to me, I think, is when I took my first child home and it was just, you know, the two of us and that little baby and mm -hmm. we're going, what do we do? It's crying. I mean, I feed it, I, I burp it, <laughs> I change the diaper, but he's still crying. What does that mean? You know, it's so it's scary. And then, you know, then on top of that with your physical crap and everything, I, I mean, I don't doubt that you were in depression and I'm sorry you had to suffer through that. Oh, so. But I mean, thankfully, Ethan was a really good baby. So I think that really helped a lot. And yeah, he's keep, one keep hell of a strong. cute kid too. So not anymore though. Yeah, he's annoying. He's now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's cute. I mean, to me, he's cute. you're the mom, so I get it. <laughs> he's such a sweet kid, though. Like he is such a sweet. Like he, I remember he's so young and, you know, Gracie would get her feelings hurt when kids would like squish bugs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And here I think Ethan, no, I always thought Ethan was going to squish bugs in front of her. And, you know, I have to be like, Gracie, toughen up, baby, you know, like stuff happens. Okay. Like I know it's mm -hmm. a little sad, but I promise it's okay. And, um, Ethan was such a sweet little toddler boy. He was just like, Gracie, Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> So, was so yeah. sweet. <laughs> he was like picking it up and he was like being really gentle with it, you know, in his own toddler way. And he never like killed him on purpose. And I just thought that that was so sweet. I was like, what a sweetheart little kid. Like what Aww. a pure little boy. He's just so sweet. You know, Aww. like he could obviously see that it made Gracie upset when like kids would squish him and stuff. And he was always just so like, I'll take care of him. Kind of <laughs> for a freaking three-year-old. That is insane. It was insane. Cause he was three yeah. at the time. Right. Yeah. He learned from yeah. Gracie. That's, yeah. that's what's, that's why she's such an angel. No, he's sweet too. They're just, he was such a sweetheart and Luke is a sweetheart too. Looks a bully, but <laughs> <laughs> he's a gangster second last child. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> well, but. I think I'm going to tell about Hannah's birth because Ooh, uh, I want to know. Yeah, because Chris, because I'm I throwing mean, bows, kind of a hard birth, but he, um, he was born on Christmas Eve and they had us out of there Christmas morning. Oh my god. So so really I don't remember it was such a day's his birth. I mean, I remember it, but Hannah's was a little harder. So I'm gonna tell about Hannah's birth. Um so I ended up going into labor several times 
with Hannah, or at least I thought I was in labor. And my husband would drive me to the hospital emergency room and <laughs> nope, nothing's happening. And this happened about three times. I had oh the first Braxton Hicks with Hannah. They Sorry. were just like, I just knew <laughs> that I was in labor. So the last time, the third time it happened when I went in there, I was actually dilated about two centimeters or three centimeters. Oh my God. And then my labor stopped for hours. I didn't dilate at all. Nothing happened. It's just like, it just stopped. It's like, it's like Hannah said, I'm ready to be born. Guess what? I'm not. So just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of sending me home, they said, you know, I had some options. They could send me home and I'd probably be back in a few hours or, you know, I could stay at the hospital and just let nature take its place or I could do the Pitocin. And with Chris, I did Pitocin. So I said, yeah, go ahead and do the Pitocin. So they did that. Um, I had, you know, another three, four hours of extremely hard, bad labor. They did the hook, broke my water. It was just like with you, Hannah, the guy (laughs) had that thing. It looks like almost like a hammer hook. I mean, like a, like a hanger, you know, that's got a hook on it. How does that fit inside of us? I'm going to break your water and (laughs) stuck it up there. And to me, it, it felt a little sharp, but the worst part about it was that you feel this real big pull. It's like a pull. And you think like, is he pulling my uterus out? And then oh. all of a sudden water rushes out. So after that, labor kicked in a little bit, but not a lot. I still, I had, I had like about, I think it was a 12, 13 hour labor with Hannah. So my doctor, the cool thing is that the nurse was the same one that was there with me when I delivered my son. And we figured that out, like when I was hours into labor, that she was the same one, but she had dyed her hair blonde and she looked a little different and (laughs) all that. So I didn't know at the time, but that was pretty cool because I liked her, you know, with Chris, she was real kind and everything. And then I had a very young doctor and he, they had just started their practice. And I remember thinking that he was like Dr. Doogie Hauser. Was he hot? No, I was asking if he was hot. <laughs> I, he, I, well, I don't want to say no because he, you know, he's some, he might hear or something. But I, yeah, I mean, I guess he was. But the thing is, <laughs> he might hear. Is, <laughs> oh. I was a teacher and I was very, very proper and I didn't cuss a lot back then. You know, now I do. But um, I was very proper and everything. Well, I was, I was having labor and he asked me if I wanted an epidural. And I said, no, I think I want to do it naturally this time. (gasps) If this is as bad as labor gets, I'm okay. So anyway, about an hour later, I was like, get me an epidural. (laughs) He's probably like, it's too late. He did. He said, it's, it's too late. (laughs) You're you're 10 centimeters, whatever. And I said, no, you get me an epidural. And I was just, I was cursing at him and everything. Like all of a sudden Blair witch or whatever. You know, I was like, it was like the exorcist. I was pissed. And so, um, they gave me the epidural. But right after 
I started giving birth. So the epidural had not even worked. Oh no. And so when Hannah was coming out, when she was crowning, I had my toes were <laughs> fear. I had the worst fear because it felt like I was breaking down there. It felt like my vagina and my bones were like, it just felt like I was bright. It was the worst pain that I had ever felt. And so I was like, it's not working. It's not working. So he says, um, Miss Forehand, your, your daughter, her heartbeat is slowing. There's some problem here. We may have to use the forceps. He said, I noticed that, um, her elbow is beside her head and what is coming out is the tip of her elbow oh and, my God. Um, throwing bows even out. at birth <laughs> he said he said we gave you an epis whatever it is you know the episotomy <laughs> thing where they cut your skin episotomy i think that episiotomy episiotomy um. that's it so they had done that but you still could not get out so he said, I'm going to have to use the forceps, you know, this oh. is an emergency. And like, we have a cousin whose child had cerebral palsy because they use the forceps. And so I was like, no, no, you can't use the forceps. And he was like, well, we've got to do something. We, we have to get her out right away. And I said, well, use let me force. push one more time <laughs> and I'll push really hard. And he said, well, what I'm going to try to do is place my hands inside of the birth canal and move her elbow oh. down. And I'm like, sure, go ahead. You know, and he did. And I'm going to tell you, my vagina was killing me. Oh. Because like, not only a kid, her elbow, but now this man's two hands oh my inside God. my vagina. So he gets he in got there. the whole oh. world. He gets in there and somehow he oh. gets her elbow positioned down enough that he can get her like position so she can come out the rest of the way. And I gave a big push and she popped out. So oh. here she was. And I'm going to tell you, Hannah, you said you could walk. Hello? Yeah. You said you could walk and everything after, after. I was also her. 20 when I gave birth to you guys. I wasn't yeah. even well, legal drinking. I'm going to tell you. Can you hear me? Because I think my microphone went off. I can hear no, you. No, we could hear you. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you that after I gave birth, I felt like I could not walk or anything. I had so much vaginal trauma. Oh. I swear sitting <laughs> in that sit bath, you know, the sits bath that you get. I don't even know if you got one. I no, would I sit in that constantly and just hold you and just sit in that little thing to calm my vagina down. It hurts so bad. So anyway, my dear darling daughter, you were such a pain in my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> but you were born, and like I said, you forget all the pain, and you go, la, 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 it's done. So no, worth it. Your favorite child oh, came no. out. <laughs> so oh. that that was my story. But, um, yeah, and even with Hannah, I felt the same way you did, Grace. You know, now, now you're taking home a second child, and even though you've gone through it once, you've got two kids, and you go, how do you do this, you know? <laughs> I think that was the perk of me being 20 is that like, I didn't think about that shit really. I was just like, cool, here's a little sidekick I got and I got to keep her alive and I got to just sleep with her on my chest because I was scared to put her in her crib. I was so scared of SIDS. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, like I wasn't really thinking about how much work she was. I just remember 
like, because yeah. she was a champ at breastfeeding. So I feel like I got extremely lucky, but she just did not sleep. She would never sleep. She hasn't, she didn't sleep through the think, night until I, she was like 18, 19 months old. I think oh, the man. babies that do sleep are the exception to the rules. Cause I think, I think that most babies do not sleep. Well, I hear that most babies, like, like you'll hear like a, you know, a year old person, you know, kid, or, you know, even like a little younger than that. They're like, oh yeah, they're mostly sleeping through the night. Yeah. Yeah. We get roughly six hours of sleep. And like, I was having Gracie who was well over a year old, still like screaming her head off in the middle of the night, like wanting shit. And I'm just like, kid, all your peers are sleeping through the night. (laughs) Give me three solid hours. He did the dangerous thing, which is, first of all, you, you did not like breast milk. You had some kind of allergy to it. And I had to put you on goat's milk. At three months, I had to take you off the boob and put you on the bottle. But what we would do is Chris was like three. So we would bring Chris and you into our bed and we the four of us would sleep together because I was scared of SIDS too and Chris you know he had been sleeping with Chris us the whole beat time. me up so, at night while you were asleep so, no, you, you were you were absolutely safe he was on the other side of me and you were in the middle but they say not to do that because I mean babies have actually you know fallen under their parents or whatever while they're sleeping and smother. I slept with Gracie until okay. she was you know, like almost a year. I feel like Cody and I would switch shifts and like she'd sleep on his chest and then she'd sleep on my chest and then she'd sleep on his chest. Like we slept with her like that because she never went, she hardly ever went in her crib. If I can remember right. Yeah. I feel sorry for your dad because to this day, He's still like he gets into position to sleep and he stays so stock still in that position almost till morning. And I think he does that because he used to do that when you were y'all were little because he did not want to roll over on you or, you know, hurt y'all in any way. So he was like a stiff board on the side of the bed in a little spot. And, you know, he still, I think, has that tendency to do that, though, you know, there's a little bit more moving around, but. Yeah. Can I tell yeah. y'all like the sweetest story about Cody when he came back from deployment once yeah. he met her? Yeah. So I'm sure I told both y'all before, but I might've told the podcast. I don't really remember, but it was, I know he had just gotten back from deployment he was meeting her for the first time. She was a month old and, um, he like, I hadn't gotten sleep, like real sleep in so long. And I remember the first night we were in a hotel when he came back because, um, I was down there for the birth. I was in Georgia for the birth of Gracie, you know, staying with my parents, um, mm-hmm. while he was gone. And, um, so when he came back, we didn't have an apartment yet. <laughs> so we were just in the hotel for a couple of days while we were getting the stuff in our apartment. And I remember waking up in like this, like utter, sh- like just nervousness. Cause I was like, where's my baby? Like, where's uh-huh. Gracie? Cause she was usually right there, you know, and she yeah. wasn't, and I was, and I had slept, like I could tell I was, I actually slept some Aww. and I was like, what the hell is going on with that? Like, I was like so scared. And mm-hmm. then I got up cause I heard the water running and I came in, like I walked to the front of the hotel and Cody was on his, on the floor with Aww. Gracie on top of him. Aww. They were both asleep and the water was just running. Cause that's, I told him Gracie loves the sound of water. And so we would run the yeah. water and like 
let her go to sleep or whatever, but you know, wasting killing our planet, I guess. I don't know. But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) anti earth day there, but (laughs) the water was just running and he was, it was the sweetest thing. And I was like, Oh my God, I took a picture and I went back to bed. I'm going to take advantage of this. I think there is nothing more precious than seeing a dad with a baby like that. I mean, it's just, and and, you know, for the, the wife or the girlfriend, that is like probably the sexiest you'll ever see your, your man is like taking care of that baby. It's like, God, you just overwhelming love pours out of you when you see that. It's just amazing. So why can't well, men look at women when they're breastfeeding and be like, oh my God, that's the most amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I your your dad always thought it was amazing. And I would I'd get mad at him and squirt him. If <laughs> 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 you're like, not she. <laughs> <laughs> so, I liked having milk in my boobs because I, I liked having boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I've never yeah. had boobs in my entire life, and then I remember waking up when my milk supply hit, and I was like, oh, "Well, hello there, you sexy porn star." <laughs> <laughs> you really did have some major. I had there. some. <laughs> like I, I fed her till she was. I think it was eighteen months. So over a year, I fed yeah. her, and I was like, I seriously contemplated. I was telling Cody, I was like, you think if I just pump for the rest of my life, I'll just. <laughs> I was like, isn't that what wet nurses do? I don't know. I just. <laughs> I love these boobs. I don't want to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, they. That is pretty amazing. That I. I thought. I don't know. They they kind of get a little bit of a annoying after a while, though. Because no, I wanted them. I never had them, and then I stopped breastfeeding, and then boom, they fell back to a B. I mean, I would started with an AA, which was an almost A. Just so you guys know how depressing yeah. that is when you go into Victoria's Secret and get sized, and you're like, I'm not as bad as I think I am. I'm a double A. And they're like, that stands for almost A. And I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> Just well, put me your, your training bra. For your body. So don't worry about it. I tell you, yeah, I, I had mean, a, I still upgraded. I, my <laughs> milk let down like at work a few times. And, and I would pump. My, my principal at the school would allow me to go, you know, take a break and go into the teacher's lounge and shut the door and lock it and pump my milk you know, but still, like, I remember being in a workshop, and this man was there, you know, doing a workshop for the teachers, it was a teacher work day, and I had on, like, a silk button-up blouse, and I had those little pads on that you wear in your bra when you have, you know, but it's like, I always said my milk just let down and it just went all over my blouse, it was the most embarrassing thing. That never happened to me, like, I never just leaked, yeah, it was always. Me too. You never leaked either. I mean, I leaked, but never like wet my whole blouse or something like that. But... Look, I even had um, one time I had like my milk when I had Chris. Something happened, and like my milk would not come out of that one boob, so it like got very swollen and it got hard as a rock. Oh, oh, you had that, that mask. Yeah, I had to go. In, right? I had to go to the you know doctor, and they did. I can't remember what they did, but I mean, whatever it did, it relieved it. But it was like it was like I had a boulder on uh, you know in my 
brought oh, it hurt so bad oh i heard that's really painful it, it was it was like it had a fever too like i touched <laughs> my boob it was like a hot rock there's a name for that i can't remember what it's called but there's a name for that like mastocytis or something and it was fine like in a couple of days i was able to feed from that boob again but i mean in the meantime i could only feed out of that one boob and it would be really funny because like I was really lopsided but um anyway well Grace do you have anything else to add or Hannah what about do you want to tell our listeners anything um well did Grace do you have anything to add before I um no I mean just talking about breast pumping i guess respect to all the working moms that had to pump milk at work (laughs) yeah that's for sure goodness i wouldn't i never got the hang of pumping (laughs) like i tried (laughs) and it just never worked no it was never i just felt like a cow like it just never worked for me like i would get like such tiny amounts of milk and i was like am i starving my baby is that really all i'm producing but well, I, went I knew it was about fake, two though. or three pumps. It, it it's hard to find the right one, you know that that doesn't hurt because it just it yeah it did hurt. It's not like nursing when you use when I fed Gracie herbs. yeah when I fed Gracie it never hurt like yeah even in the beginning when she was like getting the hang of it like everyone was always like it might hurt a little but Gracie was like a pro I put her on and she was like done yeah. Right. I had to like break her off sometimes because I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's nothing left in there. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I would take my finger and like pop it in her little mouth. <laughs> she like, she's because she, she'd still be just like, <laughs> like, <Aww>. like crazy. <laughs> but you know, she was such a pro at breastfeeding. Everybody was always like, You're so lucky. And I was like, I know. I couldn't imagine having a you know difficult one. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. Well, no, I just want to say to everyone, I think that's why, you know, badass is becoming such a word to describe women, because the whole thing that we do with our bodies, whether you give birth or not, whether you, you know, have a C-section or vaginal birth, whatever you do, your body is so amazing. So be kind Mm -hmm. to yourself. And, you know, when you're feeling those, um, feelings of depression or sadness when you've gone through something so physical and emotional like that, you know, talk to somebody and take care of yourself and be kind to yourself. I'm sure it's hard in the, in the moment, but also don't be so worried about whether you breastfeed bottle feed, like as long as your kids getting loved and getting food, it doesn't matter. Don't let other people fool you into doing something you don't feel comfortable with. I think that's the thing, Hannah. I think a lot of people want to give advice and um, you just have to, like you said, find that mixture that works for your child because all children are different and you are too. Mm-hmm. So. We were yeah. broke. So I'm just glad that she wanted to breastfeed because like we would not have been able to afford one. <laughs> <laughs> we were so broke and we were young and stupid. So like <laughs> we had her and it's like we were spending our last few dollars on McDonald's waiting for like two days for payday. <laughs> you know, like. Well, you know, they, they aren't lying about you know having a baby being so expensive. I mean, just the diapers themselves. If you don't have to buy formula, just the diapers themselves can, yeah. you know, it's everything. Expensive. 
especially Nowadays, for kids like they have all those sensitive. things that help like even when you had Gracie they didn't have those those chairs that rocked them that you could put them in those little you know they look like little cradles you put them in they rock them oh yeah yeah we had one of those well we never had like all the bouncy things and the things that they have now and so I think it's amazing it might be easier but it's also more expensive if you buy all that stuff to help you know with that Mm -hmm. childhood is expensive especially when you're not even going to use it after a few months it's like spend what a hundred something dollars on something. And then like two months from then they're too big for it or, you know, whatever. Even the bottles are expensive. Some of them are like $20. I was like, what (laughs) for a bottle? Yeah. That's why, that's why I was so adamant about breastfeeding. I wasn't, it wasn't necessary. I mean, the health benefits obviously are amazing, but I knew that we were young and broke and I was like, I'm not going to get her used to a formula and not, not let her or the bottle and not let her go off of my boob. Cause I remember telling my father-in-law, I was like, if she gets hungry, you give her back. To me. I was like, you can't, you're not giving her a bottle. Well, it's so confusing too. Like, even if you do go on formula, there are so many different types of formulas and so many different bottles. And it's hard to know what to use and what is good for your baby. So it's, it's, it's yeah. really, you know, it's a difficult time period when you have a child. Whatever so, works best for yeah. your family. You're doing a great job. That's all I yep. got to say. There you <laughs> go. Yourselves on as the long back. as your baby's mm-hmm. healthy, you're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope that you have enjoyed the birth stories this week. And next week, we're going to try a different kind of episode. And we will actually send you the link to get on Zoom with us if you want to take part, because we are going to be using next week to pay a tribute to a loved one that has passed. So if you have a loved one that has passed and is now an angel, you are welcome to come on and tell us a little bit about that loved one or send us an email so that we can read a story about your loved one. Um, tell, tell us why that person was special and something about them so that we can give them a little bit of a tribute. So next week mm-hmm. is tribute to angels. Um, Grace, do you want to say anything to our listeners? Um, please email or um, like us and could you please subscribe <laughs> and write reviews too. It will help us a lot to learn what's what we're doing right or wrong. I don't know. Anything, any feedback definitely will help a lot. No negative feedback, please. <laughs> yeah. We're fragile. <laughs> we're badasses, but we're fragile too. <laughs> we're fragile badasses. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at Forehand Patricia. And I usually have information about our podcast on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram. And if you want to email us, it's at badassboomerbabes at gmail.com. 